What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connections. So, you know, today I want to, I'm, I'm in a good mood today. I want to talk about utility players. You know, we had Memorial Day yesterday. I talked about some news and notes from, you know, things going around on around the league. And today is when we're going to get the proposal sent in from the MLB to the MLBPA. But in the meantime, I want to kind of dive back into you know, some of the topics we were talking about earlier, you know, sometimes I'll often discuss some of the best of this, best of that, some of the most notable of this. And I wanted to talk about utility players because I saw an article on MLB.com kind of ranking, not necessarily ranking or just naming some of the best utility players in recent years. And I want to kind of talk about that. Some of the guys, I, I kind of don't agree with some of the guys on the list and I kind of uh, wanted to shine light on some of the guys on the list who you might not consider to be a utility player, but when you kind of look at their methodology, it makes a bit more sense. So I'm kind of throwing it out to you guys, and I want to see what you guys think. So basically, the best utility man ever is arguably Ben Zobrist. Arguably. I mean, Ben Zobrist is one of the most underrated players we've ever seen. I mean, in 2009, that was his breakout season. I think it was his first full year in the bigs, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, it wasn't, actually. It wasn't his first full year. It was his... No, it was, actually, because it was his fourth year in the majors, but the three years prior, he had played 52, 31, and 62 games. So, in 09, he played a full season, 152 games. He was an all-star. He was eighth in the MVP voting. And this dude just messed around and put up an 8.6 war. I mean, you don't just really do that. That's that's crazy. An 8.6 war. That, those are like MVP numbers. But Ben Zobris is one of just four players since 1900 to post a single season war that high. And he also did it, I'm sorry, not just to place it that high, but to place it that high while making 10 plus appearances at three or more positions. So he's basically, what I'm trying to say, he's, he's had one of the best um, seasons for a utility man. I mean... If you think about it, you had like Stan Musials on that list who did it playing, you know, all three outfield positions and even first base. Um, Babe Ruth did it in 1920 playing all three outfield positions. You had Cody Bellinger do it last year playing first base, center field, and right field. And then Ben Zobris in 09, uh, second base, shortstop, and right field. But, you know, what MLB.com was asking in the article, they were saying, is Zobris baseball's greatest utility man ever? I think I think he is. I mean, it, let's let's think about it. I mean, so, for example, just in recent memory, we have uh, Cody Bellinger, if you want to consider him a utility player. You know, he won an MVP, you know, playing multiple positions. But I think Cody Bellinger is going to – he's going to find his long-term home in the outfield, you know, whether it's going to be right field or center field. Um, it's probably going to be center field, actually, now that Mookie Betts is, is in uh, L.A., at least for this year. Uh, Cody Bellinger is going to be an outfielder moving forward. So I don't know if he's going to be that utility guy, but – you know, it's still, he's still young. So for the purposes of this, we're only considering players who move around within the same season. Cause there are a lot of guys who, you know, who change position from year to year um, and they've done it, but um, they stayed in the same position within one season. So we're only looking at guys who like, you know, who'll be playing like second, short, you know, third, first, all within the same season, a guy like a Jeff McNeil or something like that. So Here's some of the more the the best um, I'm sorry utility players we've seen in recent years. First on this list is they, they have Javier Baez, and uh, this this one's interesting. So um, I guess this list is just ordered in in um, you know it's in the order of debut date. So he he made his debut um, 
most recently. So that was 2014. Before he was the Cubs starting shortstop, Javi Baez was actually a utility man. He was floating around the infield as they needed. You know, they had um, Addison Russell at shortstop. So Baez would be at second base and, and things like that. He'd even be at third, I think, occasionally. Um, but th this is a man they call El Mago. You know, he finished second in the NL MVP race in 2018. And he can really hit. This dude also made 104 appearances at second base that season, 65 at shortstop, and 22 at third that same season. And for his career, he's had a positive defensive run save at every infield spot. So he can play three infield spots for you. But right now, I guess he's their shortstop since, you know, it seems Addison Russell's out of the picture. Next on this list, you know, who debuted a little earlier than that was Marvin Gonzalez. So uh, he's been in the big since 2012. And, I mean, he's always been a man of many gloves. He's played everywhere except pitcher and catcher in his career. And he's made 10-plus appearances at four more positions in each of the last five years. I mean, first base represents his most played position in the last five years. I mean, Marvin Gonzalez, with the bat, he's been very average, a lifetime 101 OPS+. plus. But that 2017 season was what put him on the map. This dude... Had a 303 average of 23 homers and a 907 OPS. But I hate to say it, I think it's very clear that he was benefiting from the Astro sign stealing in 2017 because Marwin Gonzalez has not put up anywhere near those numbers in any other season of his career. I mean, that, that 2017 season was a massive outlier and remains a huge outlier on, on his um on his resume. I mean, a 146 OPS plus, but he hasn't exceeded 109 in any any season other than that. And he's been in the big leagues for eight years. So he was definitely benefiting from the sign stealing and, uh, you know, the banging of trash cans that was happening over there at Minute Maid Park. I think I actually saw some numbers um, when the whole sign stealing thing came out and showing how Marwin was definitely, you know, because people went back and watched the videos and he was getting, he, he was, he was getting the benefit uh, and hearing those trash can bangs and benefiting from the sign stealing more than anyone else. And the numbers definitely show that. Next on this list is Matt Carpenter. He debuted just a little earlier than Marwin the year before. He's been in the big since 2011. And, I mean, although he struggled last year, Matt Carpenter's he's been a key part of the Cardinals lineup since his rookie campaign. I mean, this dude has been a 373 on on-base guy for the last eight seasons. Uh, you know, this dude hit 36 home runs in 2018. Remember when he had that crazy summer two years ago? And that, that was his fourth straight year with 20-plus dingers. I mean, in his career, he's made at least 212 appearances at first base, second base, and third base. He was an all-star in 2013, 2014, and 2016. And then he also got MVP votes in 13, 15, and 18. Matt Carpenter, I mean, he's been a bit slept on, I guess, because he had a rough year last year. But he's been a good player. He's been a very, 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 very good player in his career. I mean, he has a career 126 OPS plus. So that, that kind of goes to show you he can hit and he can play a bunch of different positions. You could put him at second. You could put him at first. You could put him at third. You know, that that's that's what he'll do for you. But, you know, he, he can hit enough to hold down a corner position. Maybe not anymore because 2019 was a bit of a down year and he is 34 years old now. But, you know, he's had a very, very productive career up until this point. And before this, Martin Prado. So, he, you know, he he and Ben Zobris are next on this list. You know, they, they both played. Um, you know, from 26, sorry, 2006 to 2019. But I'll start with Martin Prado. Um, you know, he was with the Braves, valuable utility 
man for that for them. He was with the Braves initially, then the D-backs and the Yankees. And he averaged 3.5 war per season while playing 373 games at third, 253 in left field, 224 at second. With the Braves, this dude had a 5 war in 2010 and a career-high 5.4 war two years later. He was he was getting MVP votes in both of those years. And I remember when he was, um, I think it was 2010 when he was voted on, no, he wasn't voted onto the all-star team. He was chosen, uh, you know, by the manager as a replacement player, like an injury replacement. A lot of people were wondering like this dude, uh, I think he was like a, he, he was coming off the bench or something. And it, it was a bit of controversy. I think it was a uh, Charlie Manuel of the Phillies who chose him for the 2010 all-star game. And he ended up being a very good player. And that's when people kind of, kind of got to know who he was. But yeah, Martin Prado, one of the better utility men of the past generation. And then, of course, Ben Zobris, like I mentioned at the top. Uh, I mean, th- he, had, he had that 8.6 war breakout in 09. And he just continued to, to be a solid player for the Rays over the next five years. He averaged five and a half war per year in that span. And he just stepped in wherever the Rays needed him. I mean, from 2009-2014, he logged 539 appearances at second base, 329 in right field, 112 at shortstop. 52 in left, 29 in center, and 17 at first base. I mean, he actually ended up winning the World Series in back-to-back years with two different teams. He won it with the Royals in 2015, the Cubs in 2016. He was actually MVP of the World Series in 2016. He hasn't officially announced his retirement, but it's pretty widely believed that last year was his last season. And if he does call it a career, he's going to end with a 44.6 war for his career and a lifetime 357 on base percentage. He definitely has a case for the Hall of Fame. Ben's like as as crazy as that sound, he he has a case. He really does. Because I mean, I mean, how many utility players I mean, have done what he he's done? I mean, like I said, he's probably the best utility player of all time. And uh it's it's going to be interesting when, you know, when he does retire and to see if if they do carve out that niche for him. I mean, because obviously a 44 war on its own is not is not likely to make the Hall of Fame, but if they if they give the context to say that you know he, you know he was a generational talent in the fact that as a utility player or all time talent I, I should say for utility player I'm interested to see how that plays out. Sean Figgins is next on this list. I'll I'll stop it here. You know, last but not least, you know he he debuted even earlier 2002. He played from 2002 to 2014. I mean, this dude first came up as a pinch running specialist for the Angels in 02. And that was the year they won the World Series. And then he he would become a, a everyday player for the Angels two years later. And he he could move all over the place. I mean, in a two-year stretch from 2004 to 2005, he played 148 games at third, 104 in center field, 62 at second, 17 at shortstop, 16 in left, and 10 in right. So he was literally all over the field. I mean, he didn't... He wasn't a utility player for that long because he would just become their permanent third baseman in 2008. But he was versatile. He's one of the OGs for, um, you know, for utility men of this past generation. So those are some of the best utility player we've seen, players we've seen um, in recent memory. The guys before this are just getting to like, you know, older and older and not everyone really got to see them play. So I'm going to kind of stop the list there because Sean Figgins was, was a really good player. You know, he's also one of those players who had like, you know, he got that big contract with the um, with the Seattle Mariners towards the end of his career, but he kind of fell off a cliff as soon as he got to Seattle, and no one really knows what happened to him when that happened. So, uh, um, once he got to Seattle, but he had that like kind of big year, 
or he had a big couple years in, in Anaheim and then just fell off a cliff once he got to the Mariners. But hey, at least he at least he got his bag. But yeah, 2009 season was his lone all-star year. He had a 7.7 war on baseball reference. And then, uh, you know, that's what got him paid. That's what got him paid. The Mariners gave him a big bag and, you know, that was it. So that's going to do it. Wanted to just go through that with you all. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.